Welcome to our PPD podcast, Oncology Imperatives, where we discuss the topics relevant to oncology drug development and bringing improved treatments to our patients. I'm Dr. Dave Frakes, Vice President and Global Medical Officer for PPD Biotech. I'm here with two PPD colleagues, Luanne Novello and Joe Brennan, to talk about how we can improve efficiency and speed up startup in early phase oncology studies. Luann is the early development oncology pillar head in our Hemonc therapeutic unit and brings in-depth expertise in how to optimize early phase oncology studies. She shares her great passion for her work with her clients and internal study teams as they bring new therapies to patients. In his role as vice president of project delivery, Joe leads our startup group working across operations to expedite and improve processes that will result in more efficient studies. It's good to be with you both. Let's jump in. Earlier this year, Tufts Center for the Study of Drug Development reported oncology as the fastest growing and most active area of drug development. While this is obviously great news for patients and on the surface seems encouraging, The report also confirms many of the challenges faced by oncology drug developers are significant, namely the difficulty in finding, competing for, and enrolling the right patients. Luann, this is clearly something you've encountered many times. Can you share how you and your team work to solve for this issue? Sure, I can, Dave. Especially in the early phase oncology space, Drug developers are facing a very competitive trial environment. In addition, the pandemic has strained site resources, and this has made study startup as soon as the IND clears even more challenging. The patients in our early phase studies are often out of approved options, so every minute really counts. It makes it important in early phase studies to select the right sites that see these patients and can start the studies quickly. In most cases, it's not the community-based centers, but rather the larger academic centers that can handle the complex logistics of first-in-human trials. In addition to these academic centers, we use a number of non-academic, more research-focused sites. Um, They're still very well qualified to run first-in-human trials. It takes this mixture of academic and research-focused sites, and then we can begin studies quickly and accelerate the delivery of data. So knowing the sites is really essential, and this has been important as everyone negotiates the resource shortages resulting from COVID. From the beginning of the pandemic at PPD, we've kept an internal database, and it's updated weekly and keeps us informed on changes to startup and things like submission timings. It also tracks the ability of sites to take on new trials. Fortunately, while many later stage trials were put on hold, early phase oncology trials continued with really only minor delays or modifications. And again, this is because of the critical nature of of the patients that we treat in these trials. Joe, your team is focused on startup. Tell us about some of the ways you work with these busy sites to expedite the processes in early phase oncology studies. Sure, Dave. Whether we are working with a large, well-established biopharma or a small biotech, we tailor our approach to our clients' needs. We first take the time to listen to the needs of our clients and to understand their plans for their program. From our experience, expediting startup is centered on partnering with our sponsors and our sites, 
In some cases, those clients may have a, an existing relationship with investigators that they want to include in the study. So we'll start with those sites and then add additional sites that we know well to ensure enrolment goals are met. PPD has some great experience in relationships with a host of sites, many of whom specialise in early phase oncology work. Another aspect is early planning, including getting answers to key questions up front from both sponsor and site. That allows PPD startup teams to plan a startup strategy that is robust and optimises our opportunity to deliver to the plan agreed with our clients. So PPD, with client and site approval, will often start at risk, working with strong final drafts of documents, but also knowing that final comments might yet come from the FDA or relevant competent authority. Working in this space, though, we see similar trends and understand what the sites like to have in hand to get things underway. For example, sites will want to see lab or pharmacy manuals pretty much from the get-go. Some will even want PDFs of the CRF. So transparency is key in keeping those lines of communications open, both with the sites and the sponsors, are crucial to ensuring everyone understands the turnaround times, as well as what their role is in achieving those key milestones and getting our first patients in. Luann, could you explain how PPD has been able to initiate early phase trials during the pandemic? Did we experience a lot of delays? Well, Dave, because later stage oncology patients have limited options, but they're still seeking treatment. In general, early phase oncology trials continued and and patients were still anxious to enroll. The challenges have come more in negotiating the administrative delays that were caused by staff shortages at the investigational sites. Because we know the sites and carefully monitored their status, we've been able to minimize many of the disruptions and still activate sites quickly after the IND cleared. A great example of that illustrates this is a, a phase 1, 1B study in patients with relapsed and refractory non-Hodgkin's leukemia and relapsed refractory multiple myeloma that we're currently running. This study was awarded to PPD in December of 2020. So this was prior to availability of vaccines and during a period of high COVID activity. The IND was to be filed at the end of December 2020, and the first patient was targeted for March of 2021. I can probably add a little bit of colour here, Luan. At that point in the pandemic, we were facing potential delays specifically due to the pandemic. So it was important that we identified those challenges and really met them head on. Success in any environment centres on excellence and execution, and that boils down to knowing and executing on the fundamentals of good project planning. You know, the kind of things like being prepared, understanding the needs and deliverables of each of the stakeholders, planning out the quickest path to delivery, anticipating possible problems, and outlining mitigation strategies in a timely manner. In this particular study, we needed to target a group of early phase oncology sites that were willing to submit at risk, that is, prior to clearing the IND, and begin the contract and budget negotiations. The client and PPD had established relationships based on trust and transparency with that group of sites, and so we worked with the sites to understand exactly what documents they needed for each step of the review, and whether the documents could be strong drafts, or if they really had to be final versions. For this study, three sites committed to meeting the timeline to be activated in March. Two of those sites were able to use a master CDA that PPD had in place with them, and all three sites were able to use a central IRB and were willing to start budget and contract negotiations at risk. The IND was submitted in December and cleared in January. That's right, Joe. It's important to note that the changes FDA requested to the initial protocol weren't substantial, 
but they did require an amendment and some last minute revisions to the informed consent and the study budgets. Yeah, that's right. The amended protocol was received on February the 1st and was given an expedited review by the central IRB. The first site was activated in March and that site screened and enrolled the first patient in April. The two additional sites that I mentioned were activated a few days after the first site and each enrolled a patient before the end of April. The successful startup of all three sites was really down to the strong relationships PPD had with those sites, though. Those relationships, as I mentioned, were based on trust and transparency, both with the sites and the client. So the team were poised to turn around those changes in record time because they were prepared and really determined to get those sites ready to receive patients. The sense of urgency and the need to treat patients is what continues to motivate our study team. To date, we've achieved several milestones ahead of schedule on this study. Uh, The cohort one enrollment timeline was met, and then we used a rapid approach to screen and consent patients, and we were able to decrease the turnaround time for dose escalation meetings, and then enrolled each of the next three cohorts almost a month ahead of schedule each. It's great to be able to report that the study's now enrolling both in cohort five plus an expansion cohort, and we're almost six weeks ahead of our original enrollment projections. Thank you both for sharing. That's an incredible story. Not just that you were able to continue delivering during the height of the pandemic, but you actually ended up ahead of schedule. It's truly remarkable. I'd like to end this session by asking each of you for a closing thought our clients should keep in mind as they think about selecting a CRO partner for their early phase oncology studies. Joe, let's begin with you. Thanks, Dave. Again, as mentioned earlier, whether working with large pharma clients or small biotechs, we tailor our approach to their needs. For me, it's all about delivering excellence and execution. That's what drives our teams here at PPD. We're keen to leverage the knowledge we've earned over so many years and so many trials and locations to the benefit of our sponsors, be they large or small. Many of our team will also have worked on the site side at some point in their careers, so they're also really keenly aware of what the sites need and why. Knowing that we have an opportunity to get IP to patients in need is a genuine motivator for all of us, not just at the client side or the site side, but also here at PPD. As mentioned earlier, our approach is to do a deep dive early on and fully understand what is needed, by whom and by when, and plan out a path to delivery, identifying all the potential risks and actively deploying relevant mitigation strategies. You know, industry talks about general startup strategies, but in reality, each trial startup is unique with its own specific nuances and needs. And at PPD, we really consider each trial on its own merit and plan accordingly. For us, though, it's important to take the time to understand from our clients what relationships are already established and discuss their goals so we can determine where we need to help them. This dialogue requires transparency and collaboration, but when that exists, it can lead to the kind of results described earlier. Great. Couldn't agree more, Joe. That early insight and partnership approach can make all the difference in achieving our mutual goals. Luann, can you share your closing thoughts? I would say to be successful in early phase oncology, you must understand and and get excited by the science. You have to have the systems and the global reach to operationalize the study. And above all, you have to remain flexible and adaptable when change happens because change will happen in early phase oncology. The science dictates where the study will go, and we have to be ready to pivot at any time in any situation. I'm super excited that PPD has made a lasting commitment to early phase oncology. 
And this flexible approach and enthusiasm for the science is what we bring to early phase oncology trials. Thanks, Luann, and thank you, Joe, for helping our listeners understand how site knowledge, relationships, and careful planning can accelerate timelines and speed up decision-making in early phase oncology studies. If you have any questions about this podcast or your drug development program, please visit our website at ppd.com.